Welcome to another episode of Season Sports with me, Asma Begovic, where it's time to talk about some baseball. Finally, opening day is upon us very, very soon. And um, I've got Mark Donaldson from ESPN joining me, also the co-host of the Caps Off program on BT Sports. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Asma, how are you? Uh, I'm really good, thank you. It's great to have you on. Sport is slowly coming all back again and um, can't, can't complain at all. First and foremost, how are you? How's your family? Everyone healthy? Yeah, all good. Thank you. We're in Connecticut, Asmir. So uh, I think this is one of two states in the United States that has, has actually managed to uh, to not get this thing under control, but we're, we're being treated like adults here, so we're behaving like adults. I don't think it's the, well, the same in, in many parts of this country. Well, there, there, there you go, right? You've, um, you've nailed on the head. I think if we can all just behave a little bit more civilized, then, um, <laughs> then everything will be much better for us. But anyway, we have baseball coming up. Um, the season's going to get started on the 23rd of July, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we kind of get into the, the, the restart, um, I guess with baseball, they haven't really covered themselves in any glory over the last last few weeks here with getting to this getting to this stage. What do you think? I agree. And I'll be honest, I'm surprised we have a part season at all because it was back and forward, uh, the owners, the players. The players were saying, look, we'll play. Tell us when, tell us where, we'll play. The owners, and, and I, I'm not a big um, fan of, of some of the decisions that Rob Manfred um, has has made. Um, I think he's got some things right, but I think he's got a lot of, of things that, that he's struggled with um, as well. But he's operating on behalf of, of the owners, and, and it's something that, that baseball needed to hit the ground running. Baseball needed to get ahead of, of every other sport over here. We've been showing Korean League baseball yeah. on ESPN in the middle of the night, and it's doing things. Obviously, Serie A's back now, La Liga's back now, the Premier League's back now. So they've missed the boat. They had a really good opportunity to get everything started before everything else in sport was up and running, and they've missed the boat. So now it's 60 games, and, and we'll see what's happened. But this could have been... This could have been played out so much better in my Oh, 100%. I mean, you saw what the Bundesliga, we're talking about football here. Yeah. The Bundesliga has done for itself. I mean, they're finished now and they, they've gained probably a lot more viewers and, and eyeballs and maybe fans going forward that they didn't have before. And baseball was, in my opinion, the same thing. Maybe not the top league, the top sport watched by everyone, but they could have used this as, as having a month just to themselves with just pure TV. They could have had all access. I think it was a huge opportunity missed. And as you say, thankfully, we have something. I mean, something to look forward to. At mm. least we have 60 games rather than nothing. Because I think at one stage, I was I was definitely getting to the point where I was thinking, well, we're not going to have a season here. So, um, yeah, we're getting something. But um, spring training 2.0 is, is underway. <laughs> um, we can call it that. Um, mm. Let's talk about some of, the, some of the things that are going on there. So, obviously, each team is having their summer spring training um at their own stadiums testings every other day give me give me some a few bits and pieces of what's actually going on with this with the spring training well i, I want to start north of the border as we are in, in canada uh, because on july the second we're recording this on the sixth so four days ago the canadian government gave the green light to allow the blue jays to conduct their training camp at the Rogers Centre, there was some talk they might have to do it in Buffalo because of the, the kind of restrictions between travel of Canada and the US. 
But to be able to do and to, to conduct the training at the Rogers Centre, the players are all going to be housed at the attached hotel. So they're not going to go in and out. They're not going to meet members of the public. The hotel will be will be shut off. So that's allowing them to, to do their spring training um, in Canada itself. But the ability for the Blue Jays to play the regular season games at the Rogers Centre is still uncertain. Now, let me put that into context. As part of our show, Caps Off on BT Sport in the UK, we went to spring training and the last team that we did was the Toronto Blue Jays. I was down in Dunedin in Florida at the end of February. This was just a, a week or so before everything kind of closed down there. And, and since then, uh, within the last two or three weeks, that facility has, has been shut down for, for deep cleaning um, again. But you're right, it is a kind of 2.0. And there's a number of players that have decided this isn't for me. I don't want to take part. David Price is, is the latest. He doesn't want to take part in the season. So he'll forego about 11.8 million dollars. So you've got somewhere something right now with spring training that's going to be different from what they're used to. It's going to be in a much more controlled environment um, and that they're doing their best. Now, I want to play devil's advocate as well. It's easy for us to say that, yeah, we, we should have seen baseball a little bit earlier. Think about where a lot of baseball takes place. Spring training was also in Arizona, Scottsdale, Phoenix, that area, not doing well with COVID. Florida, they're having a nightmare right now with COVID. So it is easy to say, well, they should have come earlier and maybe they could have done. But you've got to remember as well, there's a lot of baseball where spring training is in Arizona and Florida whereby the governors of that state have, have been a little bit lenient in reopening. And as a result, we're now seeing cases every day, which is more than we had uh, what we thought was the height of the pandemic. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, um, that's, that's a very, very fair point. Now, when you look at the situation, um, ultimately caution before anything. So it's about being smarter um, about this and getting getting baseball back in the safe, safest way. I mean, obviously you mentioned... Um, you mentioned uh, about players sitting out. I think the likes of Ian Desmond have also opted out. Ryan Zimmerman, mm-hmm. Mike Leake, so some some big names. But um, I guess you know some of some of the bigger names are still going to be there as well. So they're going to be playing three games. They're going to get three exhibition games. I think they're going to be playing some inter squad games. Uh, they get to play three exhibition games towards the end of spring training, either against very local teams or against the team they're going to be playing in the opening series. So that's good. One of the coolest things I saw actually the other day was. Um, you talk about the Rogers Center being such a cool, such a cool facility, mm-hmm. and they were they're able to do everything in one place. Um, the Boston Red Sox turning some of those hospitality suites into dressing yeah. rooms, locker yeah. rooms. That was that was pretty cool. What did you think of that? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool as well. I and mean, obviously, you with your your football, your soccer background, uh, I'm not sure how it is in in Italy. Even though I commentate on on Serie A, I'm not sure where the teams. Uh, go before games if it's your normal locker rooms or whatever but certainly in in England um, there are certain stadia in which um, the the away dressing room is is either too close to the home dressing room so there's other rooms in certain Premier League stadiums that are being used for that and it's it's going to be the same in baseball I mean the Texas Rangers they're opening uh, their new stadium so uh, again it's like us at work um, where my desk is at, at ESPN, I've not been able to go there for 18 months because they're doing it up. They've got a complete rebrand of the floor. They thought this open plan office would be wonderful. It's now the worst thing they could have done. So it's going to take another six months to to put the perspex in between all the workstations. So just because you've got a new ballpark in Texas and it's everything's brand new, it doesn't necessarily mean 
that the home dugout and the away dugout, or the not the dugouts, the, the dressing rooms, might not be too close to each other. So there's a lot going on, but this is where you've got to think outside the box, whether it's in football, whether it's in baseball. Some things will work, some things won't. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're all a little bit um, guessing here with, with COVID. And, but I think, that, you know, ultimately, once we get going, the action is going to be great and can't wait to see some baseball. Mark Donaldson joining me here from ESPN, co-host of the Caps Off Show on BT Sports. Now, Mark, let's look ahead to the season here. Uh, we've talked enough about what the preparations might be, but let's talk ahead to the season. July 23rd, opening night, which, mm. you know, actually we've got a couple of humdingers here, Yankees at Nationals and the San Francisco Giants at the Los Angeles Dodgers. So some really good games to look forward to. A um, couple of rule changes that are, that are going to be in effect, and I think the DH is coming in in the National League, the University yep. DH, which yep. some might argue is, is you know something that should have been brought a while ago. Um, extra innings will start with a runner at second base. Um, mm-hmm. Relief pitcher is going to have to face a minimum of three batters. There's going to be a separate COVID injury list. Um so it's it's looking looking like they got some of these rules under control. Everything is looking okay. Forty games in division, twenty um, out of division, but it'll be their corresponding division in the other league. So the plans look good. I mean, are you excited for opening day? I am. I'm excited to see Cole against Scherzer oh, yeah. um, when the the Yankees take on the Nationals. I was lucky enough to do a feature from Dodger Stadium last year on the rivalry when the uh, Dodgers faced the Giants. And the Dodgers were excellent regular season last year, but it kind of came unstuck a little bit um, in the in the postseason. Um, some of those rule changes are interesting. Some of them were, were agreed to get the season underway. And I think the likelihood is we may have seen the end of, of a pitcher batting for himself in Major League Baseball. I think we may see pinch hitting. We might also see, Asmir, the two-way player return. Obviously, Otani's had... Tommy John surgery, um, but was still able to bat. I'm sure he's now wanting to pitch again. There might be one or two others who we will see um, certainly pitching and hitting. But the designated hitter, it's the first time since 1973 that both American and, and National Leagues have been equalized. So that's going to be interesting. Um, the 10th the inning runner on second base has been introduced, as you said, but it's, it's, not, got, uh, it's not got much approval. Uh, over here in the U.S. among those in the game. There's some that like it, um, but a lot don't. But the key thing is this rule will not apply to games in postseason. So it will happen in the regular season for the 60 games, but not in postseason. Um, there's still going to be the 10-day injury list for both pitchers and position players, but the 60-day IL will be reduced to, to 45 days because obviously it's not as many games um, that we're playing. And if a game gets cut short due to weather before it becomes official, which is less than five innings, it will be continued at a later date rather than restarted. So I think they've done fine. I th- I, I'm looking forward to seeing different things happen in baseball because one of the complaints, and I'm sure you're well aware of, of this, that, that baseball hasn't really kept up with the times and it's been overtaken. Um, and it's it's not really the... I mean, it's America's pastime, but it's certainly not America's favourite sport right now. Can it get back there? I don't think so. However, they've got to keep up with things. And whether they're introducing a, a runner on second base um, from uh, from the 10th inning, if games are tied, or doing other things, at least they're thinking a little bit outside the box. But the designated hitter, the thing you started with there, um, used both in the American and National Leagues 
uh, for the first time since 1973. That's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Well, I think we can also say, talking about another uh, big issue, talking about no fans, of course, but I think there's maybe mm. one team out there that might be happy that there is no fans this coming up season, upcoming season. It's the Houston Astros uh, following <laughs> their, their messy offseason and, um, I guess, big, big scandal. Um, do, you, do you see this as being an advantage for them or um, how do you see that situation? It, this is this is interesting because I, I think we can take this on on all sports and um, I, I'm I'll give you my viewpoint but I'm interested in in your viewpoint as well because there are certain players in football certain confidence players who um, without boos or jeers or whatever they look like the best players in the world but they're just temperament can be a little bit fragile and there are certain players that have benefited in football from playing behind closed doors and it'll be interesting to see if it's the same. In baseball, these these fragile confidence players, if they've got no one having a go at them or shouting at them from the stands or no away fans jeering at them, we may see players that we thought, well, I didn't think he was that good, but maybe he he shines upon the restart. So, I mean, I, I was fortunate for Caps Off to be at all seven games of, of the World Series. And, and I, I was obviously a jinx for the home side because I never saw one home side win. Um, but it, it became apparent as, the, as the, the series went on, there were more and more away fans thinking it was going to be their time. I think, I think the Astros will, will, will be fine. Um, it may actually benefit them um, from, from less exposure given everything that's happened. I think the teams that will benefit most from, from having no fans um, are probably Miami Marlins and Baltimore Orioles and the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers because they're not going to be booed every time. Um, that they play, but just going going back to the confidence issue, have you have you seen players when you've been playing in Serie A um, since the restart who are clearly benefiting from playing without fans in attendance because they're confidence players and and can be a little bit too fragile? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a good point. I mean, have I seen it directly? Probably difficult to say, you know, because I think it's very difficult to kind of look into people's heads and exactly what what they're what they're thinking um i think one of the things i've seen is the teams that are motivated and have something to play for so i think if you're in this race whether it's fans or no fans you know you're going to be very very motivated and as you say the other teams uh maybe with less things to play for then for them it's going to be like let's get let's get this over with as soon as possible so there's going to be i think that that's not but going back to the astros i think mark one of the interesting points for me is I think that, that that sort of a team, I think that the characters they have, and they, they wouldn't be so much phased by, by the boos and everything else because they seem like those tough characters. You look at likes of Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, yep. they don't really seem to give, give, um, give, a, give a damn about anyone else, really, for that, for, that, for that matter. But I think Dusty Baker, the manager, I think he's going to be a little bit more relieved because it's the circus surrounding them, I think, is going to be more effective, which actually will benefit them because they won't have to answer questions every day, hundreds of questions, and just yep. people jeering them on everywhere else. So I think it's more the circus surrounding that team. It's not so much on the field that's going to affect them, um, in, in my opinion. Anyway, that, that's the way I see them. But moving on a little bit, looking ahead to the season, I mean, one thing you definitely can't do is get off to a slow start. So, you know, you can yep. get out of this thing very, very quickly. Um but the big, big name, obviously, this big fish that landed this past offseason was Garrett Cole with the Yankees. Everyone seems to like the Yankees. The Yankees are obviously my my team. Um, are they the clear-cut favorites going into this thing? 
I wouldn't say clear-cut. It's, I mean, the bookies have got the Yankees and the Dodgers uh, pretty much even Steven. Yankees' slight favourites um, with some. Um, but I just wonder how this is going to affect um, the, the, the favoured teams. You, I think you're spot on. You have to get off to a quick start. It's a 60-game it's a sprint. It's not 162-game. Oh, well, we're fine. As long as we can get 90 wins, we should be all right to get in the playoffs. I think you're, you're going to have to get 35 wins. Um, I mean, the Phillies last year were, were 33 and 27 um, in their first 60 games. They've been pretty quick starters over the last few years. Um, but there's some really tough divisions as well. So for, for the Yankees, um, that's, that's a division in which I think they're, they're probably the most prohibitive favor, uh, favorites of any of the, the six divisions. Because there's been a little bit of money for the, the Tampa Bay Rays. I have to say, I spoke earlier about going down to Dunedin um, to to see the Blue Jays. I don't know if it'll be this year, but the talent that they have—they're forty to one outsiders right now to win the the American League East. Um, the 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 kind of kids that they have, most of them with their, their dads who were superstars in, in Major League Baseball, they could be one over the next couple of years. I'm not sure if it's going to be this year, but if, if fitness plays a part, then then who knows? So I'd, I'd say the Yankees definitely in the American League East. Um, and as far as the Dodgers are concerned, no one's backing against them to win the, the National League West. The interesting leagues or divisions for me are the NL East. Um, that could be, that's a four-way battle for me between the Braves, the Nationals, the Mets and the Phillies. Um, the NL Central is another four-way battle. The Cardinals, the Cubs, the Reds and the Brewers. The Astros probably will come through um, winning the AL West, but don't uh, don't sleep on the Oakland A's. They could be uh, they could be interesting, and the American League Central as well. That's probably the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago White Sox are the outsiders, uh, although still with a chance. But Minnesota Twins, who I like, maybe to win the whole thing, um, the AL Central. I just I'm not I, w- I wouldn't be taking four to one on the Yankees or nine to two on the Dodgers. Um, in a 60-game sprint. Weird things can happen, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Yeah, and as much as, you know, the Yankees are the favorites, there's still a couple questions out there. I mean, what is Giancarlo Stanton fit? He looks like he is, yep. but see, Masahiro Tanaka got hit by this, by his one of one of his line drives in the head recently, so, we, you know. It's just it's just a mild concussion yeah, as well, so, so thankfully he's, that's, he's that's good news. Aaron Judge, what do we know about him? Um, what is his fitness status? So, there's a couple of question marks on this. As much as Garrett Cole is there, and I think you need that ace, um, pitching is going to be crucial. And again, that's where the Washington Nationals come in again because when you have Scherzer and um, yep. Strasburg leading leading any staff, then it puts you right up there. Um, a couple of interesting names. I mean, likes of Yasuo Puig out there as a free agent. Um, the Rockets <laughs> signed Matt Kemp um, to, to replace Ian Desmond. So there's a couple of these guys, whether they're going to find any homes and and um, be able to contribute to teams. But I think one of the most dangerous teams in, in all this thing is the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, yep. I really see them. I don't know if they're even a dark horse anymore. I think them and the Atlanta Braves, the pitching staff for the Braves is, is stacked. You know, likes of, I think now it's even more of an underrated pick of likes of Felix Hernandez because if he can just be an innings eater, Cole Hamels, yeah. those sort of veteran additions, I think go a long way. So my couple of dark horses, if you can call them that, uh, the, the Braves and the Rays. What's, um, what say you? 
raises a really good pick. Um, I like a gamble. It's tough over here to to have too much of a gamble in the US, depending on where you are. But when I was in the UK, when I lived over there, I, I like to bet. Um, I actually had the, the Nationals to reach the World Series last year and the Astros to win it, but I never cashed out. So at least one part of that bet was was fine. But I always think it's interesting if you if you keep tabs on where the money is. And the money right now, pre-season, a lot of it has been on the Tampa Bay Rays. So I think that's a really good shout. A lot of the other money has been on the Minnesota Twins. Um, so those two have attracted the most. There's been a little bit of money for the Braves. I always think it's dangerous to, to rule out the Atlanta Braves. Um, last season wasn't the best, but they, they've got a really good staff on there as well. I think if you're looking for value, while the Dodgers and the Yankees, for me, are deserved favourites, I think your Tampa Bay Rays that you mentioned, the Minnesota Twins, um, even the Cleveland Indians could be a surprise. I'm convinced there's going to be at least one team that very few people expect to do yeah, well. It's off to a quick well. start. I'm trying to think, who's that team maybe, you know, that, that can that can jump out of this as someone who's... Couldn't be the Mets, could it? Oh, and why not? I mean, with that, with, again, you look at that staff. Um, if they catch fire, why not, right? Yeah, I mean, Oakland A's, Chicago White Sox, there's been a little bit of money for that. We're delving into the kind of 33-to-1 territory now, but that's what makes it exciting. And There's no previous, there's no past for such a shortened season. That's it. We're not not any smarter. There's no precedent to this, is there? No, we're just guessing. We're just just guessing and pretending. Certainly, I'm pretending I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And if it it works, then then great. No, well, absolutely. Well, listen, it's been been a pleasure to talk to you, Mark. I've... uh taking up enough of your time, but I can't wait for the season. I'm a, I'm a baseball fan and whatever baseball we get, I'm happy to, to have it um, in whatever circumstances. So looking forward to it. Opening night is three weeks away, um, just under yeah. three weeks away. So it'll be here before we know it. Uh, really looking forward to the season, Mark. I hope you enjoy the season. Good luck with everything. Keep in touch and stay safe. Thank you. And I'm, look, I'm looking forward to letting my co-host or my co-commentator on Serie A over here, Matteo Bonetti, listen to this because I said, oh, I had, a, I had a message from Asmir Begovic yesterday. He goes, yeah, sure you did. There you go. I said, oh, he wants to, he, he wants to talk baseball on his podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, Matteo, I'm sure you'll be listening to this. His grandfather, incidentally, in the early 70s was on the board of Milan and he's a, he's a, big, uh, he's a big Rossoneri fan. So, I'm looking forward to letting him listen to this podcast. I'm sure now he will believe when I said that Asmir Begovic wants to chat baseball. Of course you do. Of course. Well, listen, the more listeners, the better. So we're, we'll take anyone we can get. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks buddy. Mark. Appreciate it.